Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. So my sermon today is titled, Exploits of Faith. Exploits of Faith. Exploits of faith. Exploits of faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11. Hebrews it. 11. <laughs> Hebrews 11. Today I saw a joke. That when we were growing up, we used to sing, Kanisa ita jengwa naki na nani. Kanisa ita jengwa. So basically, do you know, in that song, we don't answer, we will build the church. <laughs> when they ask, can you say that jungle like in Anani? Other than saying, I will do it, you say, <laughs> So I pray that here we'll have people who are builders of the house. I'll be a builder of the house. I would prefer if you give us Hebrews 11 verse 32 from the TPT. If you have the TPT. Beautiful. The Bible says, and what more could I say to convince you? For there is not enough time to tell of the faith of Gideon, the faith of Barak, the faith of Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Mm -hmm. Keep going, verse 33. Through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Uh -huh. Verse 34. There's no 34. Okay, go back to New King James. You can use New King James. Let's start, let's start from verse 32 with, from the New King James. And what shall I say? For, for, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and also of David and Samuel and the prophets. Verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, mm -hmm. quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. Not that. Out of weakness were made strong. Became valiant in battle, turned to flight armies of the aliens. What more can I tell you to convince you of faith? I have no time to speak about the faith of Gideon, who with 300 men, he defeated an army. I have no faith to speak of Jephthah, no time to speak of Samson, no time to speak of Daniel. But these men, though weak, were made strong because of faith. Faith makes weak men strong. So friend, I would like you to know that nothing works in the kingdom of God outside of faith. It takes faith to get any result in the kingdom. Faith is a principal instrument we must make use of if we are going to do exploits. It is what will turn you into an unbeatable personality 
that can no longer be stopped or humiliated. For faith makes weak men become strong. For the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe the reason why many people today don't thoroughly grasp the things that they are taught is because they only gl glance through them. So they don't have much time to study and understand what they have been taught. So much of what we call faith today is basically more of mental ascents, where it's just mental. You hear people say things like, you know that sounds very right. But faith must come from the heart for faith to work. Faith is not mental. It's not those mental, those mental positive talks that you, you, those affirmations that you give yourself. That is just part of faith, but that's not actually faith. Faith must stem from the heart. The Bible says in Romans 10.10, 10, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So from the heart, faith stems. Then the mouth proclaims what the heart has understood or conceived. So faith is not just basically shouting words, I am rich from your head. It is saying, I am rich from your heart. It is believing deep within you that I'm actually rich. So faith is a spiritual entity, not just a mental substance. Faith is a spiritual entity, not just a mental substance. The power of faith only becomes real when it is operated in the spirit realm, and that is from your heart. Faith is what brings a man into shame-free realm of life, where you don't know shame. You don't know defeat. You don't know failure. It is only faith that can take you to those places. Therefore, I think it is, it is worth whatever it takes to find out how faith operates. And today I have good news. Faith is an issue of reality. It will bring you victory any day, anytime, anywhere. Because faith is an issue of reality. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus speaking to his disciples, If you have faith as a grain of the mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence yonder, and it shall be removed. And go, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So faith is an issue of reality. So I consider the issue of faith as the almighty subject of our Christian adventure. Without faith, our adventure as Christian is useless. Who has been to heaven here before? None of us. But how many believe in heaven? That is faith. Faith is the almighty subject of our Christian adventure. Faith gives color to Christianity. It enables you to stand in the midst of opposition and yet be in control. Faith is the beauty of Christianity. Can you imagine the kind of honor that was accorded to Daniel when he came out of the lion's den? Knowing that they had thrown him there for him to die. But because faith is a subject of reality, or faith is an issue of reality, the guy comes out alive and the lions are not feasted on him. What kind of honor did he receive? Faith beautifies Christianity. When you have faith, there's a beauty that you get that nothing else can give you, not even your makeup.
not your Coca-Cola bottle. Figure, shape. The only thing that can give you that kind of beauty is faith. Faith gave Daniel a beauty that nobody could deny. Can you imagine what Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego must have enjoyed when they came out of the furnace? When they came out of that furnace, what kind of honor and prestige did they enjoy? At yo, you know, those three boys. I don't know how I resist. How is he I don't know if I resist. Because then they go into fire and come out smiling. I see you going into fire and coming out smiling. Faith gives beauty to Christianity. Now, picture the awesome beauty that must have rested upon Peter as he walked on water. What kind of beauty is that? Me, I would want to try walking on water. I would really want. Me, Lazman, record me on Facebook. Pastor Boni, the mighty prophet who walks on water. What kind of beauty did Peter have while he was walking on water? And that beauty was brought forth. That color was brought forth by faith. Faith. Faith beautifies you. Faith has a way of bringing color to your life. You are colorless right now because you have no faith. Yeah. You're even wearing yellow and we can't see it. You are, you are colorless. But when faith comes, you might be wearing black, but you're still shining. I see you shining. Because of faith, I see you shining. I think I see you shining because of faith. Faith is what beautifies Christians. And I'm glad to let you know that God has a beautiful destiny for each and every one of us. And God wants to beautify that destiny by the power of faith. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. Isaiah 61 verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give beauty for ashes. So God wants to give you beauty for ashes. But your destiny belongs to a, a, an order of beauty. So your destiny should not be a destiny of defeat and lack of beauty. You belong to an order of beauty. So anywhere you go, you must command attraction. Because the faith you carry is the faith that beautifies men. It turns ashes into beauty. There's nothing beautiful about hash, by the way. Ash New York to your jiko you. What is beautiful about it? Nothing. But when faith you to me, But when faith comes, it gives beauty to ashes. That you see ash, you say, Wow, this thing looks good. Look, it, you might be just be an ordinary man, an ordinary wife. An ordinary woman, but when faith comes into your life, you begin to become beautiful. I see you becoming beautiful. I see faith making you beautiful. So everywhere you go, people must desire your counsel and admire your lifestyle because you are a carrier of faith. Because faith is the beauty of Christianity. That faith will remove every ash in your life. It will take away all the heaviness in your life. 
and place a garment of praise upon you. It will make you a planting of the Lord. The Bible says, those be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. That is faith. Faith makes you flourish. Faith makes you beautiful. Because faith makes you a planting of the Lord. I am like a tree that is planted by the water that bears fruits in season. That beauty that comes from trees that are constantly watered is what faith is to you. Faith will constantly water your life. Friends, it is time you take a look at the operational details of this important subject called faith. Because if you do that, you are going to set your life on a turnaround and your life will never be the same. So I've come to let you know in the name of Jesus, you are a man loaded with potential. You are a woman loaded with potential. I'm saying you are a man loaded with potential. You are a woman loaded with potential. And that potential will only come forth if you walk by faith. The worthy lamb of God was slain so that you can live a worthy life. The worthy lamb of God was slain so that you and me can live a worthy life. So may your understanding be opened in Jesus' name. As we study about faith, may your understanding be opened in the name of Jesus. Or you will not shout amen. So what is faith? I'm sure that's the question that most of you are thinking. So I'm going to define faith. In, if I find time, I'll do five. If I don't, I'll just do three. If faith is, just, is that all-important question, then we need to understand and have actual sense of what this thing is. If faith makes life so colorful, as I had said, then it must bother us and concern us to know. Because nothing works without faith. Salvation is impossible without faith. Healing is impossible without faith. Victory is impossible without faith. Nothing can work without faith. Everything is impossible without faith. Which means Christianity is worthless without faith. Without faith, there's no point of being a Christian. Because Christianity is not a religion of laws. It's a fellowship of faith. It's a fellowship of faith. It's where you and me fellowship with the Lord Jesus by faith. So Christianity, without faith, is worthless and useless. Faith is the producer of good results. Faith is the producer of good reports and good results. Where good reports are found in the kingdom of God, it is a direct product of faith. Anywhere there are good reports. Do you want good reports in your life? Do you want good reports in your life? Choir, do you want good reports? You receive good reports by faith. I say you shall receive good reports by faith. Everybody under the sound of my voice, you are going to receive good reports by faith. Look, you know, me, I've not, I'm not, I've not lived long enough, eh? but the few years I've lived, I've interacted, because being a pastor, you interact with so many people. I've interacted with a group of people called intercessors. Intercessors. One day, one day, I'm saying this side, one day, I don't want my story. Okay, fine. Let me go on. Do you want my story? Are you sure? Are you really sure? So one day, I was in church. Then there was this young man who came to church. 
That young man alikuwa majaba. Alikuwa matax. Aka kama kata zini side. Mera, kumekula mera. Watu wa English. Oh. Aka mekula mera. So akona taxin inside. So when he came to me, he came and said, "Pastor, my name is so and so. He's a guy you know. He's now a pastor of one of our churches." Yeah. So he came and told me, "Pastor, vile unavyoniona hivi, mimi ni ndazeza." Na kotax. I laughed. I said, "You are not serious." He told me, "Vile unavyoniona hivi, pastor, mimi ni ndazeza. Mimi naitanga Mungu." I told him, <laughs> Pale katoloni. I told him it's very good that you are an intercessor. But I don't want you to become an intercessor. I want you to have a relationship with God. Because personally, in my few years of living, I've come to find that sometimes intercessors are the, are the greatest failures. Yeah. Because the Bible says for the kingdom of God to work, it's a little here, a little there. A line here, a line there. A preset here, a preset there. That's what the Bible says. So an intercessor just takes one truth of the word, prayer, and runs with it. But never mixes prayer with faith. So you end up finding, you pray, but you are a failure. The Bible says, having not mixed what they, were, they had with faith, the word did not bear fruits for their lives. Because what you hear, you must mix it with faith. So you can easily find intercessors who are failures, but you can never find faithful men or men full of faith who are failures. Because faith responds to anything. It is by faith that Jesus left his throne and came on earth. He did not know he would go back. Because when he came, he had, he had relinquished his power to be God. He came as man. So he was not sure that this mission I'm going to is certain. Or he didn't know that. If he was sure, he would not have, used, he would not have been going to pray. What for? He knew that the thing is predetermined. He is God. He knew this thing, the outcome is predetermined. But the Bible says Jesus often used to withdraw himself to lonely places to pray. Meaning even him, he was not sure that this thing that I'm in, this mission I'm in, is going to succeed. So I need to involve myself in prayer and in faith. Because faith responds to anything. If your Lord Jesus had to rely on faith while he was on earth, Mosioka, Saddam Mosioka, Saddam Mosioka, what's your problem? You have to rely on faith. Faith is what will turn you from being an ordinary man to being an extraordinary man. Faith is the answer you've been looking for. Yeah, faith is the answer you've been looking for. The problem about you is that your, your faith is a mental assertion, it's not from the heart. And faith from the mind does not work. Because faith from the mind, faith, eh, in quotes, faith from the mind is just positive confessions. That's it. But faith from the heart is a belief. The Bible says, for unto salvation, man believes from the heart. And confession is made by the mouth. So you have to believe in your heart. You have to believe that God has called me into business. You have to believe that whatever I touch will work. When you come to your pastor, you have to believe he will say something, it has to come to pass. When you have that kind of belief, that's it. One time my son was unwell. So, we did not know the cause of his disease. So when we went to the doctors, they were telling us that that is an idiopathic disease. Like they don't know the cause of why he is behaving like that. So, me, I don't like hearing such news. 
Because not like I'm idiopathic, <laughs> like foolish. No. I believe in faith. I love knowledge. That's why I study. But I know knowledge has its place. And faith has its place. By the way, the enemy of faith is not unbelief. The enemy of faith is ignorance. That's the enemy of faith. Because unbelief is just a product of lack of faith. But an ignorant person does not know why he has to believe. And me, I've studied in the scripture. And the Bible says, by my stripes, you are made whole. I believe that in the scripture. I have read it. Look, we don't read the Bible as a storybook. Yeah. Stop reading the Bible as a story. Yeah. Bedtime story. Open the book of Lamentation. <laughs> and start sleeping. When you read the scriptures like that, you get nothing. It is just logos. It's written word. You have to read the Bible and ask for the rema. Where God speaks and gives life to those words. That is the only time that faith grows. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You have to hear it. And you have to hear the word of God. So they said that. So I did not go to the hospital. It was my mother and my wife who went. They were sent to several specialists. So after we had spent a lot of money. In the evening, they said, there's no disease we can find. So number one, I was very bored. Because how can you spend my money? <laughs> then in the evening, you tell me, we cannot find any disease. So they took my son. to. I told them, I told them go to Paps. Take, take the baby to Paps. So Paps took the son, put him here, and started walking with him around for like an hour. Walking with him, speaking in tongues. I'm telling you the truth. Walking like this for an hour. Look. I don't know how to present it to you. But miraculously, my son was healed. Miraculously, he was healed. All the things they told us that it was not possible. We've seen him do exactly what they said he would not do. Because a prophet took him and spoke to him and life came upon him. That's the kind of faith you need to have. The Bible says, believe in my prophets. Not think of my prophets. Believe in them. Stop believing from your head. Believe from your heart. Believe from your heart. Believe this prophet, when he speaks, things come to pass. That's the kind of belief you should have. But we are going to say, That's where your life is, where it is. Yeah. Would you listen? Why would you? Why would I listen? What do you have for me to listen to you? See, the problem with Christians, when we receive Christ, we stop thinking. We suspend mind. You don't think and ask yourself, since I, since I met this prophet, has my life gone up or it is going down? Do a self-analysis. Analyze. Do a self-analysis. Ask, how is my life? Then that answer, should make you either stay or go. Self-analysis, that is a product of faith. It's Hebrews 11. Hebrew, what is happening in Hebrews 11, it is us analyzing the men of old. Analyzing Gideon, analyzing Barak, analyzing David, analyzing Daniel, saying, if this is the outcome of their lives, then I'm assured if I do what they did, I'll get similar outcome. That's what the Bible says. Everything that was written of old was written for our example. They are good, they are bad, was written for our example. Everything. 
Tell about everything was written for our example. Yes. So if you've seen in the scriptures, faith can make it work. Why don't you have it? So what is faith? Number one. Faith. Or you don't. Faith is an expression of confidence in God. Faith is an expression of confidence in God. Faith is an expression of confidence in God. So faith is the practical expression of confidence in God and in his word. Hebrews 10, 95 and verse 36. The Bible says, Cast not away therefore your confidence which has great recompense of reward. For ye are in need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Faith is the practical expression of confidence in God and in his word. So the Bible says, cast not away your confidence. For your confidence has great recompense of reward. Recompense is simply compensate. Faith has compensation power. Faith has compensation power. People are compensated because they have been put in hardships. Right? You've been put in uncomfortable situations. That's when you receive compensation. Or your employer can compensate you at the end of the month for having you work for 30 days. Right? So whatever he gives you is a form of compensation. Now faith... Because of the confidence you've put in God. And you know when you put your confidence in God, there are things you go through. There are challenges you go through. Now the Bible says because of that confidence, faith will come and compensate you of all the loss you suffered while you were waiting on God. Faith. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Have you suffered humiliation? Being told where is your God? You've waited for so long. For a child, everybody is mocking you. It is part of the process. Compensation will not come unless you've been shamed. Unless you've been put in unfamiliar territories. You've been put in places of struggle. That is that and then is when the confidence that you have, you have shown towards God will command faith to compensate you by giving you a child. Faith is the practical confidence and expression in God and in his word. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 the Bible says, and God said to Abraham, get thee out. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get thee out of the country. Verse 4, see what the Bible says. Then verse 4 the Bible says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken. The Lord said, go. Abraham did not ask where. The Bible says he departed. That is what faith is. That is the practical expression of confidence. So God said to Abraham, leave. And he left. God said to Noah, it will rain soon and the earth will be flooded. And despite the fact that it had never rained, the Bible says that Noah moved with fear and built an ark as God had instructed him. He moved with what? Fear and built an ark. Faith requires you to have confidence in the one who spoke and begin to act in the manner of the confidence you've placed in him. For Noah moved with fear, built an ark. Never had seen rain before. You see right now, if God tells you it will rain, you know where rain comes from. 
No one ever had that. It had never rained before. The Bible says in those days, water used to come from the ground and, 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 uh, and water the surface. So when God tells him that rain will come and everything will be flooded, like I mean, everybody would think that guy is insane. Yeah. Right now, a pastor comes and tells you that the Lord has spoken to me that we should build. And he's, he has told me we are, the building will cost 200 million. Most of you didn't believe. How much more when, some, when, God, when someone comes and speaks of the elements? When he speaks of the elements, rain will come. From where? Mr. Noah. What is rain? How does it form? What is the chemical composition of rain? Where does it come from? What will it do? What is flood? But the guy, the Bible says, the man was moved with fear and built an ark to the saving of a household. Faith is the practical confidence in the one who spoke. In the year 2012, there is something peculiar that happened in that year. Now, there is a guy, he's called Felix. Maybe most of you have heard of him. So Felix is a skydiver. And Felix wanted to break the record of the longest dive from the sky. So do you know what they did? So they partnered with Red Bull. You know Red Bull? Okay, most of you know Red Bull as a drink, but Red Bull is actually a marketing company. It's not a, it's not a beverage company, as most of you know it. So they partnered. <laughs> so they partnered. It is just, that is just a function of what it does. So they, they, they partnered and decided they are going to go to the edge of space, 40 kilometers above the surface of the earth. Not ground like out of the earth, 40 kilometers. It's like basically what these guys did recently, Richard Branson and, Richard Branson and, uh, and Jeff Benzos. You see, they went out of, sp out of space. They went to the edge of space. So they did something called suborbital space, suborbital space flight. You see, there's orbital and suborbital, where you go and come back in. Orbital is where the International Space Station revolves around the earth based on the gravity of the earth. So the gravity of the earth is keeping it in orbit. Now suborbital is where it goes up and does not go beyond. Agriculture <laughs> Suborbital is where you go out, then you don't go beyond 60 kilometers so that the gravity of the earth can pull you back in. But you're out of the surface of, of the earth. So right now what they are doing is that but, and I hear that one seat is $420,000. One seat for one hour. Coming back. At what you can. What you do me a vitiako do? To send a space to Kikufa. Like we will pass through space to heaven. Who knows? Maybe heaven is there. So we will pass through. To appear with Olympia. That's what the Bible says. We receive new born. Namabawa. So basically, this guy, they decided to have the highest dive. So they went into space, the edge of space. Now, the reason why they went to the edge of space is because there is kuna space marambili. Kuna the edge of space, and there's deep space. If you go to this space, you disappear. Like you, you disappear. You cannot be found. But if you go to the edge of space, there's a way the earth is. The earth, the earth is one of the planets that has gravity in it. So anything that comes around earth, it is sucked in. So they went all the way up, and he was supposed to dive. So he went up using a helium balloon, 40 kilometers above. Then he was supposed to jump in. 
just on a suit. It's on YouTube, you can watch it. On a suit. So he jumped. And as he jumped, he was traveling faster than the speed of sound. And as a human being, faster than the speed of sound. You see, the fastest is the speed of light than the speed of sound. So he was traveling faster than the speed of sound. So you can imagine the kind of speed he was on. Because that's the only way he's, he's able to cut through the atmosphere. Because the atmosphere there is very thick. So if he doesn't travel that fast, he can't come back in. So he jumped. And guess what? In seven minutes, he was on the ground. Now, this man had confidence that the force of gravity must pull him in. He had that confidence. So he was not scared of jumping. Because he knew somehow, somehow, if I jump up, I have to come down. So if we have faith in the creation, why not have confidence in the creator? If we have faith, confidence. If you are clapping, you should clap. <laughs> if we have faith, if we have faith, we have confidence in the creation. You have confidence that if you jump up, even if you've spoken in tongues, you've drunk anointing oil, you've drunk holy communion, we've laid hands on you. If you jump up, you will come down. You have that confidence. Why don't you have the same confidence towards God? That when he speaks to you, Noah, having been spoken by the Lord, moved with fear to the building of the ark. Moved with fear and saved the household. Why is it that the Lord spoke to you? Give you a car you've never. And you say, I have confidence, I have faith in God. Car, Mabati. God spoke to you. Give your life to me, to serve me. You've refused. Faith is a practical expression of confidence in God and in his word. If you don't have that confidence in who God is, you can jump the way you want, shout the way you want, but the truth is, nothing will work. So Noah, being moved with God, being moved with holy fear, he built an ark for 120 years. My God, that's a display of confidence in God and in his word. So when God calls you, he wants you to come in and believe him strongly. Believe that he that called you is faithful. So faith is the practical expression of confidence in God and what he says. Look, God wants you to bring down mountains. But you will only bring down those mountains if you have confidence in God and in his ability to bring down mountains. Faith is the practical confidence in God. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar threatened three Hebrew boys and he threw them into the furnace. I'm going to paraphrase this because of time. So they said, oh, we know that our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us and is able to, and is able to deliver us and he will deliver us. But should he not choose to not deliver us, we remain confident that we will not bow down to your image. That is the confidence that God wants you to have. That I believe God will come through. But peradventure, if he chooses still not to come through, I will still not be moved. Why is it that you've put confidence in your salary? If you right now you're fired, you want to commit suicide. Because your confidence is in that job. Hey! Ask your neighbor, why have you put confidence in a job? 
Is it is 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 God not more powerful than Mwindi? Because some of you are employed by a Mwindi, who does not even worship God. He worship a cow. And you put your confidence in a worshiper of a cow. Shame on you. Look at your neighbor say, shame on you. Utasikia ku. Uwagukie meroni. Because God wants you to put confidence in him. That is the confidence that God, that was seen in, David, in Daniel rather, towards God. The Bible says in the scripture I read you, that faith has great recompense of reward. That's what the Bible says. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I see you seeking God. I say, I see you seeking God. Yeah. I have to say, amen. I see you seeking God. Yeah. And I see you receiving a reward. You will have a reward of a child, a reward of a job, a reward of a contract. As you put your confidence in God, anything you need, God will give it to you. I saying anything you need, God will give it to you. So faith is this expression of confidence in God. And this confidence establishes great reward. That's why the Lord spoke to Abraham and told him, Abraham, I'm going to give you a child. But Abraham had to wait for 25 years. And in these 25 years, he knew that God will do it. Now, can you imagine after waiting for 25 years, now God comes and tells Abraham, you see that child of yours? Bring him. I want to eat him. In quotes. I want to eat him. And the Bible says that the Abraham in Hebrews, the Bible says in Hebrews that Abraham took the child there, wanting to sacrifice him, because he knew that God was able to raise for him a child from stones. That is confidence extraordinary. Where you believe even if he takes this child, he can produce a child from this stone. I see God producing miracles in your life. Because of your faith in him, I see God producing miracles in your life. You will drive a car. You will receive good news. You will travel abroad. You will get business deals. You will become a pastor of a mega church. You will travel from country to country, from continent to continent. You will begin to trade in, in thousands of dollars, in millions of dollars. God is going to expand your business. God is going to expand your business. God is going to expand your business in the name of Jesus. Faith is the practical expression of confidence in God and in his word. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? The Bible says God is not a son of man and he should change his mind. Has he not spoken? Will he not do it? God will change your life. I'm saying God will change your life. Where you are today is not where you're supposed to be. I see you moving seven steps higher. I see you moving seven steps higher. I say, I see you moving seven steps higher. I see your school growing. I see your school growing. I see your hospital growing. I see your businesses growing. Whatever business you are in, I see it grow. In the name of Jesus. Hey. Like I saw in the spirit, Chitter Joan, your school will grow. Your school will become a big school. You will have several campuses. In Jesus' name. Faith is the practical expression of confidence in God and in his word. Number two. Faith is an act motivated by the word. Faith is an act motivated by the word. It's already 11.30. Oh my God. <laughs> hey. 
You know me, I preach for three hours. <laughs> Faith is an act motivated by the word. Faith is an act motivated by the word. So faith can also be defined as a living force drawn from the living word for a living proof. Should I repeat that? Faith can also be defined as a living force drawn from the living word for a living proof. Because faith is an act motivated by the word of God. So that is to tell me that faith by nature is evidential. Faith must have evidence. If we can't see evidence of faith, then what you are referring to is not faith. Because faith by nature is evidential. There must be evidence of what you are believing in. Bible says in James chapter 2 verse 18, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Yea, a man may say, use New King James, but someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. So faith by nature is evidential. Faith is an act motivated by the word. So if you have faith, you will act in a certain way. That's the same way a woman who is pregnant behaves a certain way that you're not behaving because you're not pregnant. Faith motivates you to act in a certain way. There's a way you act because of faith. So how you are acting right now is a clear indication whether you are a man full of faith or not. So faith without an act is fake. Faith without action is fake. It is dead. As the Bible says in verse 17 of this scripture, quickly. Thus also, faith by itself, it does not have works, is dead. Faith without works is basically dead. So faith is a reflective act. It must reflect in you. It is an act motivated by the word. It is reflective in nature. So you can't operate faith and we don't know it. It is impossible. It will show. Faith will show. Someone full of faith, you will see them. Yes, you will see them. Faith will show in your looks. Yes. Some of you don't look like people full of faith. But from today, your looks are changing. I say your looks are changing. Your looks are changing. You'll be a man full of faith. Hey. Faith shows in your walk. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. It is a walk of faith. So faith must show in your walk. In this walk of life, let us see that you have faith. Let us see you have faith. Let us see how you behave. Look, one of the ways to know someone who has faith is not someone who is hasty. A hasty person is not someone full of faith. The Bible says he that is hasty in his business is not a man of faith. Isaiah. A man of faith is not hasty in his business. To be hasty means to be unsettled. You're not settled. Leo deliverance of God. Moses and Abraham ministries. You are unsettled. It's a clear indication of no faith. See, a person full of faith is settled. That is what it is. What are you praying? Praying what? At the praying, the Lord will lead me. Where? The Lord has already led you in his scripture. Thou also, will you give me the scripture in, in, uh, in Isaiah? A man of faith is not hasty in his business. God has told you, if you are hasty, 
you are unsettled. You are not a man of faith. So what are you praying for? See, what, would have, what God would have told you is already in his word. You know, recently I saw a scripture. Before they give us that scripture. I saw a scripture in, in Timothy. Timothy 2.2. The Bible says, Whatsoever you have heard from me, now commit it to other men, who will in turn entrust it to other men. That told me, not everybody has the power to hear from God. Not everybody has the power to hear from God. Concerning some issues. Not everybody has the ability to penetrate through the heavens and hear the voice of God. So such men are supposed to hear from other men. It's scripture. Whatever Paul was telling Timothy, whatever you've heard of me, the same entrusted to other men who will in turn entrust it to other men. If you are a man of faith, these things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So, spiritual now, spiritual. Spirituality is not speaking in tongues. Spirituality is being scriptural. That is what spirituality is. Understand the scriptures. The Bible says, man shall not live by, but by every word. Not by every prayer. Look, I, I pray. Don't think I don't pray. I think even I pray more than mo most of you here. I, I spend time in prayer. I pray for nine hours. For eight hours. Praying, waiting on God. So I'm not saying uh, diminishing the aspect of prayer. No. I'm just saying prayer must be mixed with faith. Because if you just become a man who just I'm speaking in tongue and you don't know scriptures, what will God speak to you through? Because if you knew scriptures, you will do what Isaiah says. You've not found the scripture. Isaiah 50 something. Thank you. Isaiah 38, 16. You should know scripture. 28, 16. You should know scripture. Eh? Don't be like me. Who knows where, what it says but does not know the book. <laughs> Can we read the scripture together? Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation. Ah, you're not reading well. Can we read together? One, two, three. A stone for a foundation. A tried stone. A precious cornerstone. A sure Whoever who believes will not do what? A man of faith is not hasty in his business. Another version says He's not hasty in his business. If you are a man of faith, sister, you'll be cool. You'll be patient. The fact that you're not patient with people shows you're not a man of faith. So when you meet a pastor who is patient with people, he knows issues about people, but he still wants those people around him, you start criticizing him. You start saying, oh, pastor, yeah, no, he's a man of faith. He's patient. He's not hasty. Jesus used to dine with sinners. That's an act of faith. He is patient with people. You, you're not patient with, that's why you're not even patient with yourself. You're not patient with yourself. Faith is an act motivated by the word. Faith has an act. And the act I'm talking about here is the act of not being hasty. Is the act of sitting still, waiting. Is an act. Recently, the Lord revealed to me a revelation that our pastor has been preaching for years and I've never, my mind was never opened. So one time I was listening to podcasts in the house. Then he said something that, may I do it 
as a ritual. It's the communion. The blood and the bread. I take it as a ritual. Like it had never, I had never seen that kind of revelation. The understanding I have right now. So when I had that understanding, I now I, I told them I raised our now I taught and I said we will call it the miracle meal because of the miracles it did. Now, I told you earlier about the story of my son. Now one of the things that first tracked what the prophet has said is the communion. Because the things that my son had been told were ten. Ten of them. So when I heard him speak, I went to the scriptures to study about what the communion does. Because the communion is not just what you take. Eh? The Bible says many having taken this unworthily, slept, became weak, and some even died. That's what the scriptures say. Right? Because they took it unworthily. So the opposite of that is true. If you take it worthily, if some became weak, you become strong. If some died, you get life. If you take it worthily. So when I saw that, I said, ah, so if I take this thing worthily, so I wanted to study what is to be worthy of the communion. Most of you think to be worthy of the communion is not to do sin. By the way, communion is for sinners. Because it's the blood. The blood is for sinners. The blood is not for the righteous. So if you are Mr. Righteous, you don't need the blood. As for me and my household, we are not righteous. We need the blood. So I took the blood. I studied it for a week. I understood it perfectly well. So I told my wife, I taught my wife first. Because I said I will never bring it to the people unless it first works on me. If it works on me, I'll present it to the people. So I told my wife, see what my this and this and this and this. Now, if God is going to do this, then I'll believe this revelation was from God. So I said, give my son communion. Don't give him drugs. Give him communion every day once and read this scripture for him. So I gave him several scriptures to read because one of the areas that the communion works with is the mind. That's the first thing the communion works with. The Bible says when Jesus was walking on the journey to a mouse, after he got to a place, he broke bread and gave it to them. After he broke bread and gave it to men, the Bible says their minds were opened. So the bread opens the mind. It opens the mind supernaturally. It opens your mind. If you have a son who is struggling with the mind, give them the bread. So I studied about the bread on itself, what the bread does, and what the communion. So I told him, give him. I can tell you, out of the ten things the doctor said, six happened in two weeks. Six, one by one. One morning, my wife just started screaming. Because there's something you could see. You could see this is wrong. It's not supposed to be like this. So one morning, she came and, and she was screaming. Tell me, babe, come and see. When I looked at him, I saw, Aya, the thing has corrected. And we had been told this one requires an operation to correct it. The communion, an act motivated by faith, made me not spend money on operation. Faith is an act. So when it worked on me, I went to church. I said, I'm doing a miracle service. I said, now I'm going to do a miracle service. So we did a miracle service. That is the first time I saw death here. The first time in that meeting. Me, I've never seen that my, in my ministry. I've seen it through that. So when I saw that, I saw this is the spirit of my father at work. Because how can death here? And I just gave them the communion. I just gave them the communion. Another one had flu and clogged coughing. 
took the communion like this, flu dried. Am I lying? We have documented them. Flu dried. An act motivated by faith. Faith is an act motivated by the word. It was an act. Another one had an issue with I, I was just speaking in the spirit and the Holy Spirit told me there's a lady here who has an issue with her uterus. And right now as you speak, water is going to come out from below. Two of them, immediately as I speak, they started going through that. Healing came upon them. Faith is an act motivated by the word. So I, I took the, the scriptures of the communion. I said I'm going for them. And healing came. Faith is an act motivated by the word. Which word has the Lord spoken to you? Act on that word. Act on that word. The problem is you're not acting on that word. Yeah, you're waiting for someone to call your name. It is good to call names. I call names. It's good. But that is not the expression of faith alone. No, that is just a gift of the spirit. What if you never end up with, you never find someone who has that gift? <laughs> will, you not be a, will you not receive your miracle? Because you never found someone with that gift. Or peradventure, when you find him, he's in the flesh, he's not in the spirit. Because we don't live in the spirit. There are times I cannot even know your name. I forget people's names. <laughs> but when I'm in the spirit, I know their names. I know what they do. Because I don't live in the spirit. So what if you end up meeting a man whose work is that? Act on the word. Our father has been speaking. The podcast, you guys, you are lucky. You listen to him every Sunday. Me, I rely on podcast. And podcast has, one time I was listening, one day, just recently, I heard him preach. And he was saying, agree with your wife. Do you know that scripture? Ah, that's someone that you are a team with your wife. Agree with, with her. Ah, I was showering. May I go with podcast to shower? Because I take long when I'm showering. Because I, want, I, I realize that most of the time God speaks to me in the shower. Yeah. So when he speaks to me in the shower, let me stay there. Uh, that's, maybe, that's my altar. I realize that most of the things that God has told me and have come to pass, I was in the shower. So I told myself, I'll be staying longer <laughs> lest he decides to visit me and he finds me, I'm already out dressing. <laughs> so that particular day I was showering. Then he spoke and he said, agree with your wife. Become a team with your wife. I left the shower, went to my wife and told her, I want us to agree about A, B, C, D. We held hands, agreed. By one, I had an answer. Because I was looking for an answer. By one, I had an answer. Because of acting on the word I have heard. Faith is not just hearing. The Bible says do not become like those foolish people who look themselves in the mirror and forget how they look. Don't be like those. You look yourself and you forget you have hips. So when a boy tells you, hey, you beba, you say, wow, Kweli. And you already saw them. You already saw them. You know you have them. You should be like, oh, really? I know. Thank you very much. I appreciate your gesture of kindness. But I, I thought that I know about. Tell me what I don't know. Yeah. It should be something like that, right? Hey. Faith is an act motivated by the word. Number three and the last one. I have more to speak about that point, but time is far much spent. No, a good preacher should not finish his sermon so that he's invited again. <laughs> I'm just being a good student. <laughs> Faith is a translating force. Faith is a translating force. Faith is a translating force. 
Ephesians 2.8. And everything I'm giving you is scripture. If it's not scripture, don't take it. Faith is a translating force. Ah, faith is a translating force. Ephesians 2 verse 8. I says the spirit of God is in this place. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Verse 9. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For by grace ye are saved through faith. So the salvation you have right now, it was translated into you from God, from Jesus, through faith. So faith is a translating force. It is the force that removes what is in the hands of Jesus and brings it to you. For by faith ye are saved. For by grace you are saved through faith. So faith is the, trans is the medium through which what is in the hands of God gets to you. That is what faith is. It is, it is God connecting to you. It's a medium of communication. It's like how you use an ethernet to connect to the router so that you can get internet, right? That is, what it, that is what faith is. Faith is that cable that you connect to God and whatever is in God begins to, be, to work in you. It takes faith to connect with grace. And look, grace is a person, by the way. Let me pause there and say this. This is a side dish. Grace is a person. The Bible says, for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning grace is a person. And graces are in men. Graces are in men. The grace you need is in a man. And that man is your pastor. You Look, one of the men who I know has a lot of grace because I've seen those graces work in my life is my father, our father, your pastor. The graces he has are extra. Me, I was an ordinary boy. I was a parking boy. Yeah, I used to park cars. This church, a few years ago, parking cars because I met him when I was 16 years. But I have seen because of interacting with that grace, I have been picked from the back to the front. I enjoy Kinapasta Ken, I tell them. One time we used to run with Kinapasta Ken and book seats. Because the church, if you don't book seats, you will not get, you'll get out of place. Now we come and find our names on the seats. That is what grace does. It picks you from the back and brings and puts a name on your seat. Grace is a person. How you relate with your pastor dictates the grace that flows into you. You are, you, are, you are looking for a prophet in the UK and there's a man full of grace here. Why do you want to pay fair? <laughs> Why do you want to pay airfare to the UK or to Sudan? <laughs> you don't like that one, eh? <laughs> why, why, why do you want to, to do that? And there's a man who is full of grace. It is by faith that we receive from graces. We connect with grace through faith. We connect with grace through faith. That's a fine dish. So faith, it takes faith to connect with grace. So faith is that almighty force in the realm of the spirit that enables a man to, to be taken from the pit of hell and translated to the glorious realm of the heavenly places. That is salvation. You are taken from the pit of hell and now you are seated far above all principalities, all powers, together with Jesus on the right hand side, as the Bible says. That is what faith is. I see God bringing you into a place of power by the translating force of faith. You are being translated in the name of Jesus from a poor man to a rich man. 
from a man who is walking to a man who is driving from an employee I'm saying from an employee to an employer that translating force will work it will pick you from the back and men will begin listening to you men will begin listening to you look I could not stand like this and speak to you I used to shake I almost stood on myself she told me come Take the microphone. He taught me how to hold a microphone with a bottle. A water bottle. There used to be an acacia tree somewhere here. And he used to like to park his car there. So he called me to his car. He told me, this is how you hold a microphone. Now, because of interacting with that grace, I was picked from being a timid boy. When, when faith is in operation, now I can speak to you and you can listen to me. That's why I'm standing here and you're seated there. <laughs> <laughs> and you are listening to me. That is what faith does. I see that faith doing the same to you. Men will begin to listen to you. Men of renown will begin to listen to you. You begin to ooze with knowledge and understanding. In your boardroom, men will listen to you. At your workplace, men will listen to you. In your family, people will listen to you. Your wife will listen to you. Your children will listen to you. You'll be translated from an ordinary man to an extraordinary man by faith. By faith. By faith. Faith is a translator. It translates men from ordinary men to supernatural men. Men full of power and authority. You've not seen anything in your life because you're not walking by faith. Fred, right now you should be dealing with millions if you believe by faith. Look, the problem is, let me let, sit down and tell you something. The problem is, we start to reason. You start to reason. I, How? You don't need to know anyone. And by the way, you don't even need to do business with government to become rich. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to do business with government to become rich. There are other private entities that God can connect you to one man who connects you to another man. And that's it. It's like the story of the, of the woman who was at the, at the well. When Jesus came to speak to him, when Jesus told him a few things, that woman, the Bible says, she went round the town declaring of what Jesus had done. I see you being introduced to such a man who will come into contact with you and he will go around saying, there is a man who supplies things. There is a man who does this kind of work. I think you need to meet him. I saying that shall happen to you practically. Father, I'm praying this week, surprise these people. Surprise your children. Surprise your children. In the name of Jesus. Look, one time I stood just like I've, I've done like that in the service. And I said, Lord, I want you to surprise these children this week by giving them iPhones. That just because me, I pray for those kids to have iPhones. Recently, I was being told that someone was saying our church is rich. I was wondering, TGL, rich where? But I remembered it is the words that I speak. So I said, Lord, this week, I'm asking you to surprise these children with iPhones. That's, what, that's the prayer I made. That week, People got iPhones, like I don't know what. Not, not, by, not at, the, at a pata. He came with it showing me, Pastor, this is an iPhone you spoke about. One time I said, Lord, surprise them with cars. They started getting cars. So the same prayer I'm making today. Lord, I have seen you surprise people. By faith, Lord, I'm asking you to surprise these people with the miraculous. Supply their needs, Lord. Any need that they have, Lord. 24 hours, Lord, supplied for them. 24 hours, Lord, supplied for them. 
In the name of Jesus Christ. Those who are looking for jobs, Lord, supply. Give them jobs. Give them jobs. Those who are not permanently employed, I command them to be permanently employed. Lord, this week, supply. Those who are in business, Lord, this week, Lord, take them to places. Let their names ring in places. Places of power and authority. Ah, places of power and authority. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, give us new cars. Give us new cars. Give us new houses. New homes, Lord. New homes, Lord. Anyone here who has an old car, Lord, this week, replace it with a new car. Miraculously, replace it with a new car, Lord. That they may know you are God, replace it with a new car, Lord. Anyone who is here, Lord, and is sick, miraculously, right now, Lord, heal them, Lord. Heal them, Lord. Heal them, Lord. Heal them, Lord. Father, nothing is impossible with you. The Bible says nothing is impossible with you. So Lord, thank you because by faith, you are doing it for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap offering. And you may be seated. Lastly. Lastly. Let me see which I'll give you as the last one. Faith is a weapon of war. Faith is a weapon of war. Faith is a weapon of war. Ephesians 6.16. Ephesians 6.16. Faith is a weapon of war. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which will be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked one. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fairy darts of the enemy. So faith is a weapon for war. Because a shield is not used in cooking. How many use shields to cook here? Unless when in Chawi. <laughs> but people don't use shields to cook, right? They use shields for war. So faith is a weapon of war. So you need to enter into anything that you want, that God has packaged for your ministry. You need faith to enter into anything that God has packaged for your destiny. And faith is a weapon of war. So faith is for fighting. Faith is not just for talking. Faith is for fighting. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith. Until you are a fighter, you don't become a winner. Faith it's not just for quotation and religious pity. No, faith is a weapon of war. It is a principal aspect of the whole armor of God. And the armor is used during war. It is not used in a kitchen. It is used for war. So by fighting, by faith, you are introducing yourself to the realm of plenty. I see you overcoming any difficulty. I see you overcoming any difficulty. So you are, you are yet to overcome many things because you are yet to fight them. When you begin to fight, you will always win. I see you fighting and I see you winning. I see you fighting and I see you winning. So faith is called the good fight of faith. Not the bad fight. No, it's a good fight. It's a fight that translates us to victory. It is a fight that translates us to what? To victory. The Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 4, 1 John 5 verse 4. I'll read this and I want us to read together all of us. For whatsoever is born 
of God. That's what? That's what? And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our what? So what victory has overcome your world? What victory has overcome disease? What victory has overcome poverty? What victory has overcome obstacles? What victory has overcome struggle? This is the victory that has overcome our world and faith. So when you engage in a faith battle, it is a good fight. And the end is always sure. For faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So every time you are standing firm and violently, you are standing victorious because you are standing by faith. And only fighters become winners. So faith is not just for writing down. Oh, 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 this year I'll do this. No, faith is for, tell about faith is for fighting. Stop watching the enemy gain ground in your family, in your business, in your career, in your body, and you're just silent. Take the shield of faith and go to war. Lift up your hand and say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, any ground you've been gaining in my family, in my business, in my career, in my body, right now, by the shield of faith, I quench your arrows. Quench your arrows in Jesus' name. So don't watch him have his way. Fight to finish him. Look around in your life and see anything that Satan has been trying to destroy and rise up by faith and defeat him. Because faith is that force. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. That force is faith. That force is faith. When you're a man of faith, you rise up and say, Satan, you've been coming too much. I was sleeping and thought that you, you will not come near me, but you've, they say, do not rattle up. A snake, you've rattled me. Now, Satan, you will know that I am a man of faith. Rise up, take up that shield. Say, Satan, you've come towards my child too much. Satan, you've come towards my job too much. Satan, you've been pushing me to resign. I will not resign. Anyone who wishes evil is the one who is going to be in that evil. Anyone who digs a pit for me, it is him who will fall in it. That is what faith does. Faith is for fighting. Faith is for fighting. You fight with faith. You fight with faith. You go to your shop open and say, Lord, this shop is not an ordinary shop. This shop, people have to come into it. I call for people from the east, from the west, from the north. People have to come and buy. Look, if we do that in church and people come, how much more your business? It's the same faith. Look, when we started, we were only 21 people in the Greater Love Church. 21 people, four years ago. 21 and none of them was born. A few of them were born again. Majority of them were not. They were high. I'm so sure even the first someone, they did not understand anything. Not the first one, the first few. <laughs> because they continued to smoke for some time. Because I believe it is God who breaks addictions. So I don't force people. I say, come to Jesus. Then Jesus will do his work. I have one singer who sings for me. One of my singing stars. The first time I told her to sing, she was high. So she was singing another song. Uh, what is the name of that song? I don't wanna tell in my mission. So her, she's high. As we are singing, she's singing very well. She was telling us later on. She was not even understanding what she's saying. She was just high somewhere. But in the process of, of, of working with God, God, God changed her life. No, you know why I say that? Because I have come to see our God is not a God of perfection. He's a God of participation through perfection. You are only participated when you participate. When you participate with God, he will perfect you. 
If you never participate, he will not perfect you. So you, you want to be perfect, then you participate. It doesn't work like that. With God, you have to come participate with him. In the process of participating, he perfects you. That's why Elijah told Elisha, follow me. If you see me go, what I have, you will receive. If you participate with me in this journey, anything that is on me will come on you. Come and I will make you. Not first make yourself, then come. It is come and I'll make you. You participate with God. And in the process of participating, God perfects you. That's why you realize that there are some things that you had in your life last year. You don't have them right now. Yeah. Recently, I was teaching the Greater Love Church. I told them the difference between strongholds and demons is this. Demons, you cast out. That's what the Bible says. You cast out and they leave immediately. Right? Strongholds, you bring down. The Bible says bringing down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself. Now, bringing down strongholds is not immediate. It is, takes time. And how do you bring down strongholds? Through teaching. The difference in people is in their teacher. <laughs> the difference in people is in their teacher. Why do you want your child to go to Alliance and not to Olegasasi Primary? Or Olegasasi Secondary? Because Alliance has different teachers, right? The difference in people is in their teacher. What you are taught dictates what you become. So strongholds are brought down by teaching. And who is teaching you? That's why teaching is important. The Bible says there was no teaching priest. Therefore, there was vexation of spirits because of not teaching priest. But when a teaching, spirit, a teaching priest comes in, things change. Don't despise the ministry of the teacher. When the prophet stands here to teach, don't despise it. Do you know actually the spirit of God is strongest when teaching is happening? The Bible says, as Jesus taught the people, the Spirit of God was there to heal them of their infirmities. When like right now when I'm teaching like this, that's when the Spirit is strongest. Not when I begin to pray. Per se, it is when I'm teaching. Because when you're teaching, the Bible says you shall receive the Spirit and He will lead you into all truth. So when I'm teaching, I'm leading you into all truth. That's when He's in operation. Faith is for fighting. So we are bringing down that stronghold that is in your life through teaching. Tell your neighbor, faith, faith is for fighting. The Bible says, the God of this world has blinded their minds. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. The God of this world has blinded their minds, which believe not. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible does not say the God of this world has blinded their eyes. What does it say? The God of this world has blinded their minds. Blind minds are worse than blind eyes. Because if the mind is blinded, your eye cannot see. What will you see? Oh, you're saying I should finish. Okay, I'm finishing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's a signal. We are discussed. He said, when I do that, no, it's time to finish. <laughs> so, blind, what your mind cannot see, your eye will not see. That's why you can be in the midst of plenty and you're in luck. And someone else is in the midst of luck, but his mind sees plenty, and he works out plenty. What you see with your mind is what you see with your eye. If your, eye, if your mind cannot see, your eye is useless. Faith is for fighting. If you never see faith as a weapon of war, you will never use it to fight. We can give you a gun, take you to a, a very good gun, a, a, a military-grade kind of weapon. We take you to a, a, a war zone, and you are killed and you have a superior gun. Why? You've never seen that weapon as something that you can use to fight. 
What you see with your mind is what you see with your eye. Faith is for fighting. Rise up on your feet. I want you to open your mouth and I want you to pray and say, Lord, whatever I've had today must be practical in my life. Open your mouth, everybody. Lord, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, let the power of God be present. The power of God be present. The power of faith. The power of faith in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Everybody, don't, don't, don't be quiet. Just open your mouth and speak. Ramanda bashale badaba shala badaba rabada badaba shala badaba rebada bashala badaba lord by faith we move by faith we move by faith we move by faith we move by faith we become stronger by faith we become stronger by faith we scale walls by faith we scale walls rabala badaba the bible says you made my feet as sure fitted as the feet of a deer that i scale mountains i scale mountains lord by faith we begin to scale mountains. We begin to scale mountains. We begin to scale mountains. Open your mouth, somebody, and pray. Raba la manda la manda ba. Raba la manda manda lo bote ba shala manda ba. Raba la manda manda ba. Raba manda ba shala manda ba. Kolo manda la manda ba. By faith, Lord. By faith, Lord. By faith, Lord. By faith, Lord. Raba la manda la ba shala manda ba 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 ba. Raba la manda manda ba 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 ba. Raba ba shala manda ba 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 ba. Raba ba ba Lord, I say in the name of Jesus, by faith. Yes. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. The Bible says. The Bible says. You've made my feet. You've made my feet. As sure fitted. As sure fitted. As the feet of a deer. As the feet of a deer. Therefore, Lord, as I clap my hands. Therefore, Lord, as I clap and pray. My hands and pray. I decree and declare. I decree and declare that I'm as sure fitted. I'm as sure fitted. As a deer. As a deer. I scale walls. I scale walls. I scale walls. I scale walls. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Raba la manda bada bada basho no bada ba. Raba la manda bada 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 bada. Lord, you have made my feet yes, sure fitted as that of a deer. So by faith, Lord, I stand in high places. I stand in high places. I stand in high places. In the name of Jesus, I stand in high places. I stand in high places. In the name of Jesus, I stand in high places. I stand in high places. I stand in high places. I stand in high places rabala manda rabada 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 name of jesus can we make one more prayer can we make one more prayer now open them and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. The Bible says. The Bible says that you set me. That you set me on high places. On high places. So right now in the name of Jesus. So right now in the name of Jesus. I arise. I arise. And sit. And sit on high places. On high places. As I open my mouth. As I open my and mouth. And begin to pray. And begin to pray. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm setting myself I'm setting on, high on high places. Open your mouth and pray. Rabba la manda Lord, in the name of Jesus, 
Sasa, I set myself on high places. I set myself on high places. I set myself on high places. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you. Because you're not a man that you should say it and not do it. Have you spoken? Will you not do it? In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap offering. Hallelujah. Beautiful.